You are listening to Book Clips, a podcast where authors and narrators expose you to excerpts from different books. You can find the show and more by searching for The Lesbian Talk Show on iTunes, Podbean, or Stitcher. Shameless by Britt Ryder. Read by Anne Etter. An excerpt from Chapter 3. I know I'm going to be early. It's 3.30, and I'm pacing my small apartment like I'm caged. I march over to the mirror and give myself one last look over. I decided on a white-fitted button-down shirt because it shows off my muscles better than the linen shirt. It's designed to wear untucked so it gives me a casual look. I have a swimmer's body with broad shoulders and narrow hips. My strap-on empowers me. I know this is what both of us want. I want Lily to see everything good about me. I slide my hands in my pockets and pull the front of my khakis tight. The outline of my cock is visible. I don't think she will be disappointed. Fuck it. I'll go early. I grab a few extra condoms, find my keys, and head out to my car. I can get to the museum early, scope it out, and see if I can find a semi-private place for us. I think she wants to get caught, but I don't. I park in an almost deserted parking lot. I wonder if she's already here. Is the Audi hers? It's the nicest car here, one I envision a lawyer driving. I step out, wondering if she is inside the museum, watching me get out of my car, feeling vulnerable that she might be. I close my door, straighten out my cock that has moved during the drive, and press my palms flat against my shirt and pants to smooth out any wrinkles. I still look good and I feel confident as hell. I stroll up the steps of the museum as if I don't have a care in the world, and I'm just there for culture, when, in reality, I want to race up the stairs, find Lily, and fuck her. I want another cigarette. I feel my heart beating, the blood racing through me, the thump-thump sound pounding in my ears. I exhale softly before I reach for the handle. The museum is quiet. The clicking of my shoes on the marble floor gets the attention of the guard sitting at the information desk. He watches as I slip a twenty into the donation box and gives me a head nod when I walk by. This museum runs off donations on the weekdays. The weekends are filled with special exhibits, fundraising parties, and galas attended by politicians, B-actors, and high society. I casually glance around, but I don't see anybody who could be her. I turn right and peek into the ancient exhibit. I like that the rooms are dark, and the only light is from the spotlights shining down on the thousands of years old artifacts. A guard follows me into the room. I walk into the next room and wait to see how much time passes before I see him. About two minutes. Not enough time for anything I want to do. My phone dings, and I quickly silence it after seeing the scowl on the guard's face. I look at the screen. It's work and definitely not important. I head back to the main foyer, hoping to see her. The lobby is empty, so I turn left down the hall that houses early Baroque statues and paintings bigger than my apartment. I'm not prepared to see her when I walk into the room, so I stumble a bit when I do. Lily's sitting on a bench, facing a Caravaggio painting of John the Baptist. She looks more like a 40s pinup girl than a lawyer. 
Her dress is tight from the waist up, her breasts nestled firmly inside, barely peeking out over the soft red silky material. I want to run my fingers over her cleavage when I talk to her and watch her nipples harden against my touch. Her breasts are bigger than I expected from the bikini picture. Not that I'm complaining. The skirt flows out from her hips, and I wonder if she's wearing panties. I'll find out soon. I walk over to her, interrupting her view. They say he killed a man, I say. She looks up at me with eyes so brown, so hungry, I almost fall to my knees in front of her with weakness. Her intensity is fierce. Instead, I turn on my heel and face the painting again. It was a cop. So, even hundreds of years ago, when cops were probably more corrupt than they are now, it was still a really bad idea to kill one. I hope she appreciates my attempted at humor. I have a lot of cop friends, she finally says. I watch as she openly appraises me. The corner of her mouth curls up in an appreciative smirk. My confidence raises a few levels. So do I. Not really friends, but people I've worked with over the years. She has to know that based on my job. Any other favorites here? She points to another dark painting on the opposite wall. I head over to it, racking my brain for anything on the artist Rubens. Nothing. I face her. He's very sensual. She stands and walks over to me, one stiletto heel in front of the other, her hips swaying softly. I watch because I know she wants me to. He's known for adding color when others dared not to. She looks up at me. I want to touch it. I think she means my cock, but she means the painting. I lean toward her. If the guard wasn't there, you could touch anything you wanted to. She smiles at me, her coyness an adorable surprise. Maybe if you distracted him, I could get away with it. She lifts her eyebrow in challenge. What if there's an alarm that goes off? I ask. Then we run, she says. I look down at her very high heels. In those? She laughs. You'd be surprised what I can do in these. Do tell, I flirt back. I like the way this conversation is going. I'm glad she didn't crash into me and demand I fuck her right off the bat. This playfulness is hot. My heart speeds up. There isn't anything I can't do in my heels. Sometimes I wear them and nothing else, she says. I look down at her dress, her cleavage begging for release. She is gorgeous. What a beautiful picture you just painted for me, I say. It's a cheesy line, but she smiles anyway. She opens her mouth to say something, but then stops herself. She turns back to Rubens. I slip away from her and head to the guard. I bring him into a conversation about the museum and the activities scheduled for this weekend. I have no idea what's scheduled, but I act like I do. He is somewhat informative. I can tell she's watching me. I point out the painting behind us to the guard, and he turns to look. Out of the corner of my eye, I see her reach out and touch the canvas. Her fingertips briefly tap the edge of the 400-year-old painting. I feel my pulse race when she drops her hand and gives me a wink. 
I quickly wrap up the conversation with the guard and head back to her. Was it worth it? Thank you. Her courtesy surprises me. This from the same woman who, just last night, begged me to hold her arms behind her back while I fuck her from behind? I continue with the charade. Let's go to the next room. They can't all have guards, I say. We walk slowly into the next room, her slightly ahead of me. I feel like she's my prey. In a way, she is. This cat-and-mouse game is invigorating. I know I will win. My ego won't allow me to give up total control. We enter a room where it's just the two of us. No guards. And I decide to make this a little bit more interesting. I casually put my hands in my pocket and slightly pull the front of my pants taut. I want this game to move forward faster. What's your favorite wing here in the museum? I would love to see it with you. She turns back toward me, and I watch her face as she notices my cock. Her eyes dart back up to mine, and her mouth opens slightly. Her tongue darting out to quickly, subconsciously lick her lips. Her eyes drop back down to my crotch. She takes a step closer. Shameless by Britt Ryder Read by Anne Etter This was an episode of Book Clips. Check out the show notes for more on this book. And it would be great if you would rate the show and subscribe to the Lesbian Talk Show podcast channel for more woman-centered content. If you are an author of lesbian fiction, then send us your reading. You can find out how on the lesbiantalkshow.com slash reading.